Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day, good evening, and happy weekend ahead, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another live Live the Fuel podcast show. That's why we're streaming this live on a Friday. Uh, although, with my guest co-host, I believe it's a Saturday. We'll clarify that it in is. a few seconds. <laughs> there he is. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, I got to literally just connect with this guy a week ago, and I was excited to bring him on because I also just got done recording a podcast a few days ago on neuroscience and mindset and flow state. And I have a feeling our new guest co-host today is going to be geek out about the same. Uh, but let me give you a quick background of this gentleman. Hint, hint, he is airing to us from down under and uh, in, in in literally the next day. But he's an emotional fitness coach. That's right. Tie that together. I like it. And after coaching hundreds of online entrepreneurs, he has realized the vast majority were trying to grow from a place of fear, desperation, and scarcity. And I'm going to pause on that point because there's a lot of scarcity mindset going on right now since we're recording this in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. So let's, uh, let's really try and listen and connect in on this one. Uh, but anyway, so they were trying to succeed in order to fill a void within themselves. We've all been there. We all have our voids. I think it's important to become aware of this. Uh, so this gentleman, his mission, thanks to this little headway here, is to help raise the level of consciousness of business owners so they can transcend these patterns of fear and actually achieve business success as a product of who they really are. And I literally just had this conversation 10 minutes ago before I walked in uh, with a good friend of mine, a longtime cycling buddy who's a dentist and his practice is shut down right now and he's afraid to go online and talk about anything because he's worried about upsetting the American Dental Association. And uh, I, I warned him, he's got a bit of a scarcity mindset. So without further ado, coach himself, Tyson Sharp. Welcome to the show, sir. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Scott. If you just had this conversation, uh, I'll, I'll let you run the floor and I'll just sit back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, my friend. You can't have an easy pass on this one. You're my guest <laughs> co-host today, so we're sharing the mics. Uh, but let's awesome. dive right in. What are your thoughts on that right there? Oh, like, my friend's like, here's the best part. He's, he, let me give you a quick background on him. Solo entrepreneur, dental practice, uh, a rare specialty. He's a mobile dentist. So he, most of his clientele wow. are the aging population homes and things of that nature. So he actually has all of his equipment set up as a mobile operation out of his SUV and then works with their medical facilities on site. Very unique. Not every dental practice does this. Then he still has a physical office where I go get my cleanings too. And uh, the ADA did shut them down, but they've been back and forth on, okay, what is emergency care approved? Is it not, you know, all this stuff for, because here in the state of Pennsylvania in the United States of America, we're on, you know, air quotes, lockdown. Uh, and there's only certain life-sustaining businesses that are approved. So there's your background. And, you know, this gentleman's like, I don't want to upset my fellow colleagues in the industry and blah, 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 blah. And this guy's never existed online. There's, there's your shocker. And I was like, okay, I'm turning on a Facebook page for you. And I just did this as a gift to him five days ago. Oh, awesome. I was like, dude, you do realize I charge like two grand to do this, right? I was like, uh, I, was like I, I did this at night at 11 o'clock at night into the, into the evening for him because he's a close personal friend. Now he's afraid to use the page. Oh, so there you go, Tyson. Cool. There's a gift. What do you That's got? Cool. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's, it's like, it's like uh, you know, the vast majority, like you said in the intro, the vast majority of people who 
are growing an online business or, or want to do something to, to build their level of success, often they're doing it, often they're doing it out of fear. And, um, and one way in which I, I present this topic is to ask you and ask the, whoever's listening, what would you feel if you, if you never achieved your goal? Right. What would you feel if you never, never achieved what it is that you're, that you're, you're setting out to do? And I know it doesn't sound like a very empowering, positive, coach-like question, right? But what this, what this leads you to is the understanding of if you don't achieve that goal and you never were to achieve that goal and you were to feel doubt or you were to feel fear or you feel disappointment or sadness or loss or whatever it may be, that tells you that there's some internal patterns that are getting in your way. There's some internal patterns that are being driven by fear, scarcity, lack, all those different things, because at some level, consciously or unconsciously, you feel like you need to achieve that in order to fulfill yourself. You need to achieve that in order to live the way you want, in order to, in order to feel more joy, happy, peaceful, fulfilled, uh, freedom, whatever it may be. And so that's a, that's a, it's a key question and a key uh, introduction to this sort of topic to know if there is something internally that that's holding you back there in terms of your friend. Uh, it seems like there's some success in terms of uh, in terms of, you know, the, the business so far, but shifting to online can bring up a bunch of different fears, right? And it's basically the same fear. It's basically when we're children, when we're growing up as children, we, unconsciously link our success to death. Like it's basically if we have, if we set out to be a child, it's in our, it's in our, it's hardwired in us to say, if I'm not loved, I won't survive. Right. If I'm not loved, if I'm not cared for, I won't survive. And so unconsciously we try different, different tactics, tools and strategies to get that love and it so happens here in the Western world, one of the strategies that worked was success, was mm -hmm. achievement, was going out there and doing something and getting praise for it. And then your brain unconsciously links success and achievement with survival. And that's why when, you're, when anyone growing a, a business or, or your friend shifting to something new, like something online, mm -hmm. it brings up those fears that, say, that says, if I don't succeed at this or if I fail, or if I jump into the unknown, I'm not going to feel, and, and I fail, I'm not going to feel enough. Well, I'm and not going to feel loved, right? Part of his issue, not, we don't have to stay just on his topic. Well, this Bring is him on. Yeah. Bring him yeah, on. I know, right? Well, no, <laughs> and that's the best part. Here's a good example. I don't think he's ever been on a live video. I mean, I, he's now uh, 60, I think he's 60. So age-wise, and I, you know, I'm not, this isn't an ageism thing, but generationally, I work with mostly uh, Gen X, actually what my second largest client is, uh, it, they're, they're both in their uh, late fifties, uh, approaching 60. So there is a generational difference there, right? We, we are trying to communicate across. Uh, and again, this shows target audience is actually Gen X, my generation through the millennials to the Z gen and beyond, right? We're trying to pass knowledge along and relate it uh, because I believe that's the definition of wisdom. You can acquire all the knowledge you want, but if you're not passing on, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. uh, but in his case, there is new fear. And this is something I've been pushing for the past two weeks. I mean, I've talked about this for years, but it's even more important right now because there are people getting outside their comfort zone. They're, you know, helping my Zoom stock 
increase uh, in yes. stock market because like everybody and their brother and their sister and the mother are now Zooming or at least Facebook living finally. So there's now a, a surge of content. And there's a lot of people though, like him or, and others that might be just still afraid to say, you know what? No, I don't want to. Like he hasn't thought outside the box yet. I said, listen, Stu, you know, right now, because I love you, bro. I'm gonna give you a tip. I was like, okay, you feel that your, your business is shut down. There's zero income coming in. And you have like a 90 day nest egg because there's a lot of high overhead running a business. But I was like, okay, let's say you have 60, 90 days left. I was like, if you do nothing with that Facebook page, you do nothing with everything else I could do for you, right? Launch a YouTube channel, get a website up. I can do all this stuff. That's, that's what my team can do. But I was like, because this is what I do. I help brands launch. But back to your earlier point, how we started this show is, I like to say, what is your why behind all of this? What is going to motivate you and inspire you to keep going? Because this is just the latest roadblock, speed bump, or in this case, it feels like it's like a wall in front of you, right? Because the government is telling you can't run your business. But I said, now, if you pivot and you embrace the online space like I'm trying to get you to do, now you could take that page and all these other platforms that we could consider launching and you could start pushing educational content. You're a highly intelligent individual. This guy has been around the world. He's traveled. I was like, there's so much content from your dental practice profession that you could be sharing for now educationally to help people with self-care, self-care tips, Hey, when, when we're finally clear, this is something that I do. You, and it's not selling, it's educating. And I, I might've gotten through, I, I think it's gonna be a couple of follow-up conversations with him over, <laughs> over the weekend here. But I was like, you're thinking selling and you don't wanna upset your fellow colleagues in the industry and people because now you're online. I was like, you're, you're living in fear, my friend. I was like, this is about pivoting and rising above the noise and then providing actual helpful educational content which will grow your brand during this transition. So when this transition ends, because it's temporary and you can open your business, you're not starting from ground zero. You've built this new online momentum of education and slowly, even if you only had 100, 200 followers, those 100 to 200 followers might actually start sharing your content. If you don't do that now, you have nothing 60 to 90 days from now. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, understanding, understanding your why, it seems like, everyone who wants to go an online business has like the outcome in mind and they seem to be striving for that outcome. So all the so success and rewards yes, and yes, money. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm all for that. I just think that should be a byproduct of what's flowing out of you. So like you said, if you're releasing content and trust me, we all have enough content within us. If you have, if you're releasing content because that feels your flow, it feels like this is what I want to share with the world, right? Back to your why. Why are you here? Why, what is it that you want to share? What is the difference you want to make? What's that calling that like won't go away? And your mind will say, oh, but how do I monetize this? Or how do I make money? Or how do I do this? From what you're saying, it's perfect. If you say, what's your why? And is your, is the reason why you're here is the, is what's pulling you to educate people about, about dental health, mm -hmm. about hygiene, about whatever that may be. If that's, if that's your drive and your pull, then the outcome doesn't necessarily matter. It does, you, you'll be doing it not so, not because it's uh, a scare, not because it's scary, not because of what you can and can't do, but because it's just, it's, it's your pull. And yes, you will need to overcome some fears and some ego that come with that. 
it'll bring up the exact same pattern of try. If I fail, I won't feel like I'm enough. So let's pause and, on that. I like those two keywords right there. There's fear and there's ego. Ego, we're going to get to because fear is a big component of the ego. People don't realize they actually do align. So we're heavily, we're already hitting heavily on the fear, the scarcity, right? Yeah. Um, and granted, some of the most successful influencers out there, business coaches, entrepreneurs, people that inspire people online, people who go and speak at conferences and events, people who launch podcast shows like yourself, we'll, we'll be showing that in a little bit here, fellow podcaster. It's those fears were all there within you, me, everybody else. It's just punching through the fears, I'll use punching, gets a lot easier every time you attack and you get outside that comfort zone and you embrace the pivot. And I think the biggest problem there is two parts, as you just hinted, fear and ego. One, initially, we're afraid. You can get over that in five, 10 seconds. All you gotta do is read the five second rule. Love that book. Um, second part is then the ego. You think that, well, you're fine where you're at or it's not worth, worth like the impact on your reputation or whatever. People start worrying about what everybody else is think, what everybody else thinks because it's gonna possibly impact how, how they look at you. And I was like, well, that goes back to your ego, dude. You got to get over your own shit, move on, and embrace change for success. So how do you want to expand on the ego? How do you talk to ego when you're working with people? Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. It's like when you have something like that come up, you know, when you, so we all have, let's, let's, let's put this in sort of a, in a step-by-step formation. So I like it. one, you have this calling, right? You have this calling that says, I have a pull to do this. This is what, this is the difference I want to make in the world. This is the example I want to be, right? Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the calling. Like you just said, often that's outside your comfort zone, right? So you have these fears that come up and if you can become aware, it'll always, those fears will always come back to the feeling of not being enough, the feeling of not being loved, right? All your fears in terms of failure, like you said, the judgments of others, all those different things will come back to that primary fear. And so that's what will come up, but that's what needs to be worked through so that you can leap and take that action uh, on your purpose. So you have this calling, you have this fear that comes up and therefore now you need to work through that. What most people do when they have fear, uh, what most people do is they can, they can hustle and grind through it, which is, a, which is an option. Sure. I call it, I call it muscling it because I'm a fitness nut, but yeah, you know, you got to muscle okay, your way cool. through it. No form, no okay. technique, just, just muscle it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. Cause that's one thing is to just take action through it. Um, what I found is that a lot of people can use that almost as a distraction because what's coming up right now is a side of you that's scared, right? What's coming up right now is a side of you. It's almost like your internal five-year-old that says that has a belief that if this happens, I'm not going to feel enough. Okay. If this happens, I'm not going to feel loved. And so this is almost like a five-year-old that's coming up. And what most people do is they either avoid that. They avoid that fear. So they go and they distract themselves. So they, so they, they don't have to feel it. They either resist it, which means they think it's wrong. They think they shouldn't be feeling this way. They think they need to be fixed, right? Or they react to it where, where it's just, it runs chaos within them. They feel it and it runs their decisions and actions. Mm. 
what I found is that if people are, it depends on what level of consciousness you're at. If you're moving from a victim mentality where life is happening to you mm -hmm. into an achiever mentality where now life is happening from you, where now you're in control of your life, it may be in your expansion to hustle through it, to grind through it, to muscle through it. Right. Well, I, what I find what I find in coaching so many entrepreneurs and so many business owners and people in my online community is that most people are stuck in that, in that achiever phase where it, now it's not in their expansion to hustle, to grind, to find more tactics, to use strategies because they're now not living. They're now not even getting the results they want, but they're now not living the quality of life they want from the inside out. And that's where I find a shift in consciousness is needed to go from achiever to receiver. It's almost like we now, instead of hustling and grinding, working through it, we actually need to look at the side of us that's coming up. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny as you're saying this, I'm going to do some screen sharing here because, um, and real quick, there's shout out to your Facebook group, connect, contribute, <laughs> collaborate by the way, great combination of words, but actually I wanted to kind of call you out on your, on your Instagram here. There's awesome. a lot of great quotes you share here in relation to this. So some people, by the way, there's, uh, there's th usually three types of learners, right? We're auditory, we're visual, we're kinesthetic. Usually it's the other way around, it's VAC. You know, visual, auditory, kinesthetic. I studied this in psychology back in college. So I, I love geeking out about this. I knew you and I would have fun with this. But yeah. that law of attraction, as some people call it, or the law of positivity attracts positivity and negativity does the same. So, uh, but I, back like full circle to the start of the show, you, you kind of have trickled it in. And I want to make sure people are hearing this is that, you know, back to, I said, you know, what is your why? But to your point, you know, what is your purpose? Uh, I, I like this quote right here, to achieve your dreams, replace how can I get with how may I serve? Because if you're in a serving mindset and you're living with a positive mindset to attract more positivity, you know that what you picked to do makes you feel better. It's okay to be selfish. Let, let's pause on that. A lot of people are afraid to feel good about things they're doing. Like I felt, I realized it took me years to launch a charity. I launched my charity a year ago in April and it's slow. It's going to take some time to build up because I'm doing it in my free time. But I was like, you know what? I've been doing charity work for years and I always felt bad if I would tell people about it because I didn't want it to meet like I was self-promoting. And when I talk about nonprofit work and charity work, I realize no, I'm just sharing stories. As long as you're not bragging about I did this and I did that, it was oh my gosh, like I had this amazing opportunity to share this experience with all these other volunteers and we got to build a house for Habitat for Humanity. Or we ran this amazing golf event and we raised over $100,000 for cancer vaccine research. Or just last year, I got to, this is a very small story, but my foundation, we got to raise money for a kid who's never been able to ride a bike because he's got cerebral palsy. So we bought, we bought him a hand bike. And so he got to first time in his life at 26 years old, ride a bike. So, but these are, you have to attach a story to it, but a lot of people are afraid of what other people think, or they're afraid that it's self-promotion. But I love your point here. Well, you're serving others. And if you share the right story and you have the right purpose behind it, you're going to inspire others and attract the right people to align with you in those efforts. What do, what do you say to that? Yeah, totally. I mean, this is, ancient wisdom 101 it's like it's 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 working from a place of service it's working from a place of uh of gratitude for what you have and then saying how can i help what is it that i'm here to serve and 
I don't know what it is. Part about being human is we all have that drive to contribute, right? We all have that drive to contribute. And if you make that your primary focus, what I found is that not only will you find more creativity and inspiration and all those things that you, that you want to flow through you, you'll get more opportunities and you'll have more things attracted to you when you're coming from that place of service. Right. Mm -hmm. When I sit down, when I sit down uh, before this interview and I'm thinking, you know, okay, well, you know, if we're going to, if we're going to do a, a interview or what you call like a, if I'm co-hosting here. Oh yeah, man. And, you're not being interviewed. You're not just rocking yeah. it. E equality. Yeah. You're a co-host in my show, my friend. Yes. So. And, and, and if I'm doing that, my primary question is how may I serve? I feel like the, I feel the energy of the audience and I'm like, what flows through me is like, what, what feels like the most aligned message I can have or the, you know, what, what do I feel people need right now? And that's what flows through me. And so my main focus is on adding value and, and how I may serve. And no doubt you're doing that for your, your, your charity. It's like I'm launching this and I'm doing this so I can make an impact, right? Mm -hmm. So I can make an impact and so I can do some different things. And so no doubt you feel that within yourself. You feel like you're contributing and therefore when you're in that space, you have more creativity because it's, it's flowing out of you. It's like, how may I serve? What difference can I make? Right? Yeah. A lot of people struggle with living in the moment. And you know what, since we're recording this now during the COVID-19 outbreak, it's just another more aggressive strain of the flu world. I'm not trying to downplay it by all means. I mean, it's been tragic how fast it's impacted people. I do have to remind people though, like just in the USA, we lost 30,000 people last year alone to the standard flu. So it's not like we have an experienced loss. It's just unfortunately happening really, really fast and in the moment right now. So, but let's pause on that living in the moment right now. To your point, everybody gets, we all, we're all guilty of this, right? We get stuck in two places, living in the past, right? Those past pains of the mistakes that were made or the attempts that were tried that failed. And then there's the, well, okay, in the future, what if that fails? What if that mistake compounds even worse? Yeah. If you stop living in the past and present and you live in the now, it's like, okay, listen, whether that happens or whether that did happen or whether that may happen, whatever. I look at the past and I say, okay, the only thing I care about is what did I learn from that and how could I take that into the future? But in the future, I'm not worried about how that's going to happen down the road because I don't know yet. <laughs> like, yeah. Back to your point, okay, right now, I have some entrepreneurs and some health and fitness people because I live in both worlds that need my help. So you and I were joking around before I started the show because this is the ninth Zoom call that I've had today. Uh, I'm worried that I'm going to become my webcam. I'm not sure. <laughs> and uh, I'm probably going to be pretty tired tomorrow because this is how I roll. I step up and I perform at a high energy level, not just for the podcast audience, but for my clients too. Why? Because I realized that's me. That's my brand. I have fire in my logo. I'm fired up. If I get on a call and I am just dead and boring, I, I'm not honoring the people that I serve, but I, I, I need to live now. I got to fire these people up. I got to motivate them. I got to inspire them. I got to help them get to the next level and we're going to work together, right? As we move forward. But every day I step on this mic or I step on a phone call or whatever, I got to deliver. I got to own that. That's just who me, who I am, who my brand is. But it took me years to figure that out. I didn't always know this, right? So I love to hint on this show about the power of, we're all just at a different place on the timeline. I talk about this from diet 
from exercise, from strength, from fitness, from sports, because I live in all the domains, but also business. How do you talk to that? How do you, for my audience, man, and now it's your audience too, like how do you get people to understand this whole now? And yeah, it's okay. You're just not where I am. I, I'm just here now because I was already there here. So you just got to start. Right? How do you unparalyze yeah. people? Well, to, to, sort of, to sort of reiterate that, all you have is a now, everything else is an illusion. Nice. Past is an illusion, future is an illusion. Um, all, you have, all you have is now and that's all you will ever have, hmm. right? All you will ever have is the now. And that's what, I think that's what exactly what is needed. If you were to breathe, take a deep breath, it brings you back to right now. You can't, you can't focus on your breath and be in the past or be in the future, right? To focus on your breath, you have to be here and now. And Wait, one of the I most... can't plan my next five breaths because they, they didn't <laughs> happen yet. <laughs> and one, one, right? one of the key things about being in a place of moving from, like you said, from scarcity to abundance is focusing on your breath because you are never worried that the oxygen is not going to be there. Right. True. You're never, that's what you're never, you're never worried about that. And yet there's an abundance of oxygen. How much, how much can you take a deep breath in? And you know, it, that will, that won't run out anytime soon. And so that's something that will always bring you back to gratitude, to abundance, to a place of presence within the now. And, and, and we're talking about fear, especially this is when you can actually pay attention to the emotions that are coming up. Hmm. Right. Cause we go to the past and we go to the future and often we do that because we don't want to feel what's in the now. And that's what I find so many business owners who are, who are worried about getting somewhere and they're worried about getting somewhere because they don't want to be in the now hmm. and they don't want to feel what's coming up right now. And that's the awareness that I love to raise is that when you feel the emotions that are coming up, and when you actually hold the space for them to be there, you can actually allow the fear to transcend. You can actually allow those uncomfortable emotions to transcend and move on because you're in the present now paying attention to them. And you're not, like I said before, you're not avoiding them, you're not resisting them, and you're not reacting to them. And that's what I find, especially along the time of the four levels of consciousness, going from, a, going from the victim to the achiever and now becoming the receiver where you're like the channel that all of this is flowing through that's exactly what's needed. Like you said, the present moment and not only the present moment, but also to hold the safe space for all those emotions to be there and be mm. okay with feeling everything. And if, if so many business owners are, are building a business so they can succeed so that they don't feel fear or trying to succeed so they don't feel scarcity or so they don't feel lack, this is the primary thing that's going to shift your level of consciousness to actually feel and that's where the place where you actually start to find external success, not because you need it to be enough, but because it's just a byproduct of what's flowing through you with that heightened level of consciousness. Yeah. I mean, I could translate that to the success will come. I, too many people are dwelling on, uh, they need to see their company successful. They need to see, even if it's on the company, it could be a side hustle. They, they get stressed. I guess I've been there. You get stressed out and you start doing things that you wouldn't normally do. 
And then you're actually increasing your potential for mistakes and errors because you're outside your comfort zone. You're no longer being driven by your purpose and the ability to serve, which eventually, as you pointed out, those levels of consciousness will eventually bring success. Like, you know, it's okay. Yeah. Be patient with the timeline. But we're allowing these emotions to come in because I've just got that screen sharing one of your uh, posts from your Instagram, like no emotion for the people listening, regular podcast world, no emotion is good or bad you just present different levels of resistance. And I want to translate that for what you just said, because the last word there is resistance, whether it's external or internal, we always have resistance. And since I was joking around by the beginning of the show, but the guy I talked to earlier this week, we discussed flow state, you know, energy. Well, where do you want all your energy tied up? Do you want it tied up in these points of resistance, which are those speed bumps and walls and, and, and hurdles, or do you want that energy channeled and focused into positive progression. Well, if you're creating your own resistance, you're just choking up all that energy flow. So how, how do you talk more to the, that, that power of letting the energy flow, letting go and let it flow, yeah. let go and let it flow. Oh, geez. What, what a topic. What a topic. If this, I, I love the, the quote, there are no problems in the world. There are literally no problems in the world. It's just your level of resistance. Mm. It's just your resistance to what is. You li there are literally no problems in the world. It's just your level of resistance to it, your level okay. of resistance to what is. And so in, in letting go, it really is going back to the ego and recognizing, paying attention to where your ego thinks life should be different, right? Yep. I have particular beliefs, particular patterns that say, if my life was different in this way, I would feel a certain way. I would feel more whole, more fulfilled, more joy, more abundance. If my life was just different, that's okay. a huge level of resistance, huge level of resistance. Even the things you're feeling internally, right? When, when you have fear, doubt, worry, stress, you offer yourself resistance when you think you shouldn't be feeling that way. Even when you feel something positive, if you think you should be more, more of that, that's also resistance. That's, that's attaching yourself to something that's positive as well, rather than just allowing a place of surrender is a place of peace, right? A place of surrender is a place of just being in the now, not only being in the now, but accepting and allowing what is knowing that there is a reason for everything, knowing there's a lesson to be learned in everything. And when you are in the now and you're in a place of surrender in a place of allowing, that's the place where you can start. Like you say, you can access more flow answers flow through you. When you look in, it's crazy. It is, it is, like, like we talked about uh, in, our, in our chat last week, I, I started meditating uh, two hours a day in silence hmm. for this very reason, this very reason. It's just- That's an impressive now, commitment to meditation. I don't think I've gone two hours. I think my cap has been about, on average, 45 minutes to an hour. And, and to be yeah. fair, it's not about the quanti quantity, it is about the quality of yes. what you're getting out of the experience. Yes, I, I wouldn't, I, I, I highly, I don't think, many people should do this. I don't think it's for everyone. I think what I'm doing is more of a self experiment rather than what I think people should be doing. Um, because I feel like when I sit down in silence and I don't quote unquote do anything, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm, I'm releasing all of my patterns around, around all of my shoulds. Yeah. And that's exactly what you uh, are hinting towards in terms of the ego, in terms of being in the now, in terms of being in a place of surrender and allowing when you're in a when you're in a space of just sitting there, not doing anything, especially being highly driven people right on this podcast, mm -hmm. 
that's the space of noticing your ego. Every should is a story. And then when you start to become aware of your shoulds of what oh, I should be doing this, should be doing that. And you, and you allow them to fade away by actually feeling them instead of avoiding or resisting those falling away allows you more space for creativity, for flow, for whatever's flowing through you. And then your heart can start to lead the direction on what you want to do, especially with your dentist, your dentist friend, for example, mm -hmm. letting go of those stories will then guide him to say, Oh, this feels aligned. This feels in flow. This feels like it's my purpose, my passion and allow that to then extend towards the, the next step. Oh yeah. He's, he's totally stopped up right now because he's still stuck in the what ifs and the fear factors. And it's like, well, listen, if you had my next question for him is like, okay, well, if you, if, and you do have the next 30 to 60, possibly 90 days to do nothing, but go work out and ride your bike, what else would align with your purpose behind your business and what you were doing? What would inspire you daily? If you could do something every single day to grow your business without those fears, what would you do? And that's where I'm going to you know, help him with the video stuff and everything else because it's no brainer. Awesome. But I got to pause. When you and I talked last week, I was trying to remember a guy I had on my show and it just aligns with everything you did. This is back in 2017. It took me a second because I, I actually quoted his book a few minutes ago and didn't realize it. I said, let go, let it flow. I might've reversed it. So this guy is back in episode 55 back in Mar March of 2017, this month. So let go, let it flow. I don't think <laughs> this guy is a professionally, he was an electrical engineer wow. and he got into the entrepreneurial mindset and then took all of his years of education and realized like, Oh my God, I'm used to designing, you know, electrical current circuits and all this stuff. And it's like the same thing is going on inside of our bodies, inside of our minds. And he wrote this book, you know, the path to peace and personal power, which totally aligns by the way, with what you're talking about. So if you've never heard of it, there you go. Um, I don't know if you ever looking for new books for you, but it's been out for a couple of years now. And I was like, oh my God. I, so again, because I'm just so, I've been in a flow state all day. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. that's why I was like, when that popped in my head, I'm like, wait a minute, I think that was his book. And I haven't talked about this book in a couple of years. So. Wow. Awesome. Have you read it? Oh yeah. Yeah. I actually, it used to be in my library. And then a guy that I was working with about probably a year ago, I, I gave him like three or four of my books because I don't like to have too much stuff. So as authors come on the show, I, if I come across somebody I know could benefit, I end up either just dropping some books in the mail or the next time I see them, I hand it off to them like, Hey, right, cool. check this book out. So, cause like I've already read them. So what's the point of me holding on to it? I could always buy an audible or whatever and listen to it again. I'd rather get, I'd rather put that in somebody else's hands. So if they yeah, can benefit totally. from the same energy that I got out of it, right. Help yeah. them break down their own resistance, eventually find a better flow. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the point of what we're doing, right? That's awesome. That's the point of the, uh, the point of serving and seeing how it can how you can contribute. I mean, when I launched my podcast a few weeks ago, uh, everyone who's already in my existing community, those who um, those who left a rate and review, I I chose people at random and send them uh, Eckhart Tolle's book. Oh, nice, um, so good book. Was, yeah, so that that uh, a new earth is. I sent it to them just as a thank you as well. Um, my question that comes up for me was. Is there anything in particular you let go of when you, when you read it? Oh, his book? Yeah. It was really not so much of a, well, yeah, <laughs> actually. Well, because since then I've been, I got married and actually our, our wedding anniversary was on St. Patrick's Always Day. Always going. <laughs> well, uh, so it was one of many influencing factors, but part of my backstory in the fire was I was a former wildland firefighter with the federal government. 
Australia just went through hellacious uh, wildfires down there. That was my career for a couple of years uh, to get me to escape the corporate world before I became entrepreneurial minded. So I had a lot of stuff in this head of mine and in this heart of mine creating walls. And I wasn't allowing even my own family and friends of years when I came back, you know, to the, I don't want to call it normal world, but non-firefighting world, I wasn't reconnecting with people the same way. I hadn't embraced the changes. Um, and romantically, my heart was just shut off. I stayed single the whole time. I made excuses that I didn't want to risk uh, breaking somebody's heart because I was gone firefighting all the time and want them worrying about me. They're all excuses. It's all, it's all BS, you know, And because now I don't care. I'll tell everybody about that. But that was one of those things where, okay, dude, great. You got to serve in one of the most dangerous jobs in the world. Okay, let it go. So you, so you can flow, man. Like you, I, I haven't let it go yet. I didn't let it go. I was dwelling on it. I was like, oh my God, I miss firefighting. But I realized I was capable of doing more with my life. Not to saying that firefighting isn't an amazing service career, but I felt inspired to do other things and more things, which needed me to move. And, and so I was willing to change careers again, but I was still like stuck. I couldn't let go of the adrenaline and the passion and, yeah, yeah. and the lifestyle. And until I started breaking those walls down and getting through that, you know, eventually the, the romantic side of me reopened again, but also there, it was affecting me professionally too. So mm. my income stream was, was crap. Like, I mean, I've always been able to make money. I mean, my corporate space, I was to make more money than my buddies coming out of college. I had the skills, but it was like, everything was shut down. So those are some examples <laughs> right there. Yeah. And I guarantee he, his book, because I, I'm, I'm technically minded. Uh, like right now you might be able to hear our Calvin, the coonhound, you know, barking in the other room. When I started this show, I was so worried about what other people thought because I'm a professional. I got to do everything perfect, you know, and I, now I hate that word because I was like, wait a minute. Our Calvin the Coonhound, he's 11 and a half years old. He's a cancer survivor. We had to take off his leg uh, a year ago on Thanksgiving. And it was like, why do you care what people may or may not even hear? Because you have a high-end sound system in here. Because like you may hear it, but actually when, when the recordings get done, you can't even hear it on the podcast. Mm. But I used to worry about what people thought. I'm like, wait a minute, Calvin's part of my life. I'm an outdoorsy yeah. nut. I love my dog. Why do I care if he barks? <laughs> totally. I, uh, I, I was in the same situation where, um, well, first of all, these days, people love vulnerability and authenticity more than anything because everyone's got an oh. online business. Everyone's doing content. Everyone's doing everything. I, I know this exactly for growing my own online community is that, they love the authenticity and vulnerability. So I had a, I raised a guide dog for, uh, for 15 months. Oh, nice. So, like a seeing eye dog? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, so I, I, I raised her for, for 15 months and I gave her back a couple months ago to at the end of the year to go through formal guide dog training and on all my content, you could just basically hear my, the dog barking or sometimes like she would be in there and whatever. And people loved it. I, I freaked out. Like, yeah, I freaked out a little bit because this, the dog isn't being a, you can't leave her alone for more than two hours. Yep. And so I was like, Oh my God, how am I going to look after my clients and all these different things? Yeah. And, and, and so I was freaking out knowing that it's a huge commitment. Then I decided to shift it and, and thought, you know what? People love vulnerability and authenticity. I'm, I'm doing this because it feels right. It feels aligned. And therefore I started to do calls with my clients and, and community and called them patent chats. So it's like <laughs> I get on a chat while I pat, while I pat uh, Lola, the guide dog puppy. 
And so people love the idea of patent chats. And then I got on more and more calls and I got, and from that I actually got more and more clients and, and more and more things for my business. And it's, it's a place of vulnerability well, and authenticity. Let's let, and let's, let's, let's pause on that. That's, that's great from a transparency effect. I, I'm a very, I mean, I've gotten this show alone. I've actually thanked the podcasting world. I've spoken at podcast conferences about this, how embracing vulnerability and allowing yourself to become more transparent back to our point on flow and energy, right? You actually gain confidence and you feel bulletproof because you are hiding nothing. You're being your true self. And it's like, like I get chills talking about it because it's like, dude, it's just, once you understand the potential that you unlock, when you stop giving a shit what other people think and you put you, your wife, your family, your dog, that first, and had tie your business behind it. Like, wait a minute, why do I work so hard? Why do I help other people? Yes, that makes me feel good, but also because I can become, I can be the provider. You know, and my wife does the same thing. She's a veterinary doctor. She loves animals. Sometimes she hates her job. It's her own business. You know, she's got a partner and everything else. But sometimes it's frustrating. Guess what? It's the real world. But in the end, deep deep down, she's an animal lover. And why else would she spend all that time and all that money going to school to be a doctor? And believe me. That wasn't cheap. <laughs> so yeah. it's like we have our whys, but we forget the whys. But full circle back to being a show. We forget what is driving us. And you'll reach a point where it's like, why do you care what people think about you and your dog, dude? And you're raising <laughs> and you and kudos to you, man. You're raising a dog to serve somebody else. I have a friend who does the same thing. And it's it breaks her heart every time she has to pass that dog on because there's a bond that gets created there. And so I respect that, by the way. Shout out to you, man. I, I, Thank you. That, that's an awesome little gem, a little transparency, a little sub-component of your personal life and your brand that you, you, you are an animal lover. So. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. With, with the more scary it is to share, I think the more you need to share it. Hmm. If, it, feels like, if it feels in your expansion, if it feels like it, it, it's scary, but it will be a release to do that. Like I, I get on Facebook Lives in my group all the time when I'm like crying. I'll like do a meditation and I'll sit with everything that's coming up. I'll feel like so much, so much sadness from past relationships, whatever it may be. Mm. And I'll share that with people. I'll share that with people. I did the last episode of my podcast that was out um, yesterday. I, I basically was listening to Wayne Dyer on a podcast and something hit me so emotionally to do with success and your purpose and stuff like that. I ran into this office, started recording an episode with tears in my eyes and I let them know that. I let them know that this was hitting me emotionally, that this was um, that I just had to run in here and, and record this episode because people need to feel that if you open a space for yourself to be vulnerable and for you to share, you know, the space of openness, you allow people to do the same within themselves. And that's what they really admire, especially these days in business when everyone's got online content and things like that what stands out is is your authenticity and and so many people on in my community give me that feedback they're like oh my god like just thank you thank you for not only releasing this content but being you being open being vulnerable and honest and that's what i think is is uh is inspiring when i i see people doing it as well Oh, I love that. I mean, that's why I'm screen sharing again from the Instagram feed because uh, I like this older post you had put up back in February uh, with, with you are the answer you're looking for. Meaning I'm translating that around with what you just said. It's like, dude, be yourself. Like don't yeah. hold yourself back. Put yourself into that. Like 
I have virtual assistants to help me with my business, but in the end, I am my business. I just made the decision that I just never wanted to grow this huge company with all these people. And some people look at that as success. I was like, trust me, I manage people in the corporate space. I developed people. I coached them. I trained hundreds, if not thousands of people over the years. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I, I love skydiving, mountain biking, road cycling, and skiing. Why? Because once you start, you spread out. <laughs> like, yeah. I love my alone time. Yeah, I, but I, I can get, I, I'm also a very social person. I'm a buzz. I'm like, I mean, I'll be in a group of people, but I love to unplug and just go do my own thing too. And it takes you, it takes you a little while to get used to that and realize that. So, uh, but own that and then use that as your power, as your flow, as your energy, and then channel that into your, into everything you're doing. And that's why I love what you just said there about the whole, the crying component, being completely transparent, but you also back to a little classic, you know, carpe diem, you seize that moment on that day. It's like, you know what? There's something hitting me right here, right now. I need to go share this with my community because I always promised that. I promised them that I would be transparent, I would be truthful. And what if I got through to one more, again, I'm just thinking on your behalf, sorry. But it's like, I'd be like, dude, what if I got through to at least one person today and they connected on that emotion and we unlocked another level of success, like their next step. Because you got over a thousand people in your community. I saw that. So it's like, you don't need to please all thousand people. All you got to do is get through to at least one person every single day. That, I, I see that as a win. What are your thoughts on that? How, I mean, how, well, how, do you, how do you get that from your service to your community? Yeah. How I, how I come from it is, this is, it's, a, it's an interesting topic and I love, your, I love your take on this. But so I do, the way I present this is I do um, group coaching calls. So in the community, a lot of them will get once a week, we'll, we'll jump on Zoom. Uh, and I'll, we'll just do some live coaching. We'll do some, uh, we'll do some of that. And I tell them all the time, I would still be on here if you weren't here. Hmm. I just love riffing and sharing what's coming up for me and uh, holding the space for people to transcend their emotions of fear, doubt, worry, so they can build a successful business you know, on the, as a byproduct. Yeah. I love talking about that. I love studying, you know, ancient, uh, you know, philosophies and, and, and wisdom and sharing that in, in modern day business. I love doing that. And I tell them all the time, like, if you guys weren't here, I would still be doing this because I'm doing this for me. It, it's counterintuitive. So I'll, I'll explain a little bit. I'm doing it for me because I'm in flow when I'm serving. I'm in flow when I'm serving. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing this for me, for my spiritual expansion. And if you benefit as a byproduct, then that's awesome as well. But I know deep down in my spirit, it's not my job to change you. It's my job to do what puts me in flow. And that happens to be in a place of service. But my, I'm, I'm detaching myself from the outcome. I'm detaching myself from other people and what they're going to think of it, what they're going to benefit from, whatever. And I trust that they're on their own spiritual journey. If my content and my coaching is part of that, that is incredible. If it's not, that's equally as incredible. But I can just follow my heart, take my leaps and feel the flow of what's pouring out of me. And that's the reason why I do it. Anyone who's starting content or doing podcasts or anything like that, I would encourage do it because of you do it because it puts you in flow and that's what's coming out of you and detach yourself from that outcome and you'll serve a lot more people because you'll be detached from what it actually means to them i completely agree with you 
I mean, uh, that goes back to, we were, I, we were kind of hitting on that point earlier is it's okay to be selfish, right? Some people are afraid of that word. It's all in how you use it. Like, so yes, it's okay. Be, be personally and professionally selfish because I know for a fact, if you're doing it for you, you know that you're going to connect to a certain percentage of those people. But in the end, if you're doing it for you, it's going to, you're going to put your best foot forward because yeah. it's benefiting you as well. And yeah. you're going to attract the right people. I tell people all the time, like I have clients like, oh man, like one of my clients, we got him like over, you know, 20,000 people on Instagram organically. Not everybody does that. Like, oh, well, he's got 20,000. I'm like, dude, that's him. You know, he's got a successful book and podcast and a viral following from health and fitness. That's a different factor. It's not about the quantity. Even I tell him now, I'm like, great. You got people liking and following you on Instagram. Are all 20,000 people interacting with your post? No. So it's like, focus on what you know is genuine what content is you, I keep telling him like, dude, if you put your own video on there, it'll outperform anything that I put. Cause they are following you. They want to hear your voice. They want to hear your point of view. They want to hear what's going on in your life. If he posts a video of him hanging out with his dog, he'll get like over 2000 views in a few hours. And he's just like, Oh, that was a great post. Maybe we should do more of that. I'm like, I keep telling you, people <laughs> love you, dude. Like be you. It's okay. Focus on, if you need to vent about something, put it up, you know? Yeah. So it, I, I love your point on that. A lot of people are afraid to be a little selfish. It's okay to be self-serving because if you're then happier letting that out and being transparent and putting out that emotional video, whatever it is, now you can then, you've let that energy allow, you know, stop holding you back. And then you yeah. can channel into the next steps or the next client or the next coaching. So I, I get you. Uh, a lot of people are, are, I think, are afraid of that. So I think that was yeah, a great and, way and to what uh, I say, hit that. What yeah. I say, when, what I say when, when things are flowing out of you, that's also what's flowing out of you is your creativity to serve, right? Is your creativity to change the world? Is your creativity to inspire and to, and to do all those things? That's flowing out of you. And you need to share that more than anyone, right? You need to share that more than anyone. And as a byproduct, you'll impact more people. As a byproduct, you'll grow a more successful business. As a byproduct, you'll have more people following you because it's flowing from you and they can tell that you don't need them in order for you to feel enough, in order for you to feel worthy, right? You have fulfilled yourself and you're so whole in and of yourself that that's where your content's coming from. You're coming from a place of wholeness where you don't need anything else in order to feel enough. Therefore, things feel more free and more abundant to come to you. Would you feel the same? I, dude, I'm seconding everything you're saying. <laughs> like, I feel like I should have like a dry erase board. Check, check, <laughs> check. Um, I, I, I'm loving it, man. Yeah, you and I, like I said, I said at the beginning of the show, I said, you're not going to have a good vibe today because I've reminded people about that show, this show too. Like I've been podcasting now for going on four years. Yeah. I told myself a long time ago from a great mentor, he said, Scott, yes do the podcasting for your audience, but don't worry about how many people are downloading, how many people are sharing, make sure that you're enjoying the experience. So if I took it all away, this is what I enjoy. I enjoy hopping on the mic and meeting, meeting new guest co-hosts, learning what they're doing, how they're inspiring other people, what they're doing. And that's why I have a unique format. We talk about health, business, and lifestyle. So I have people like you coming on who are coaches. I got people coming on that are scientists. I got people coming on that are authors, entrepreneurial love. I, I mean, I had somebody talking about romance. She was like from Brazil. That was completely off the normal reservation of, of, of the list of stuff that I've had on this show. But the point was, is I was intrigued. 
I wanted to see how, because she was a professional lawyer her whole career turned erotic uh, romance author. I was like, I got to talk to her because that sounds intriguing. (laughs) That was a whole new fun show. And by the way, got a lot of good downloads off of that one. So maybe that was some good keywords. I don't know. (laughs) I'll I'll pass it on to you since you you have the newer show, Uh, which by the way, again, ladies and gentlemen, Awaken Your Business. Uh, I shared it earlier. It's on Apple Podcasts, everything else. We'll have everything linked in the show notes as well. But as of today, March 27th, you've already got 24 shows up. So kudos to you because most new podcasters barely get past seven and then quit. That's actually a known right. statistic. Um, a lot of people launch the show with one show and they never go after that either. <laughs> so be uh, a good clearly, <laughs> cl- clearly you, you have a mission and you're actually following through with this. So kudos. So Yes, totally. Yeah, um, totally. I, um, I actually just started, I, I made a decision while we're going through all of this uh, you know, this, this chaos in the world, I actually decided to do a daily podcast. I'm going to be doing that for the next month or month or two. And, uh, cause my community, uh, is, is, is loving the content. They're benefiting so much. And I thought, you know what, in order to, in order to not only, you know, test myself, but to add more value to, to the audience and to my community, I'm, I'm like, you know, let me just get on daily and, and offer some, offer some insights, offer some, uh, tactics of, of peace and uh, how to feel whole. And, and so, yeah, the daily, it's going to be daily. It's going to be a lot more live coaching on there. It's going to be a lot more of uh, a lot more of really, really cool stuff. So we'll see how that goes. And, like and I'll, I'll let you know if I need any inspiration on podcasting, I'll give you a call. Well, you got my connection now. So we're all connected yeah. up. Um, this is actually a great way to start transitioning to the end of the show here. Uh, Cause actually I want to give you kudos on that too, because for years I was always this one, you know, hour or less uh, one-on-one guest co-hosts, but this year I started adding in some, you know, some fuel up Fridays or last week was fuel up Saturday because it was just so, it was so busy. I was like, okay, well, I, I just, ever since this whole pandemic thing happened, I'm like, my schedule blew up. Whereas yeah. a lot of people were like, their schedules are shrinking. Mine got busier. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I, I noticed that my downloads, not that I care, but I just, I was just doing it a little analytics to see what the difference was and people like the short format. So now I'm going to start, like you're saying, let's cycle in some short format more often, depending on your following, you know, serve your people, as, as, but to make sure you keep having fun with the process as well. So, exactly. um, well, well, listen, we do have to bring the show to a close. Uh, I love the, by the way, I love the branding, awaken your business. Cause everything you talk about today, I love it. There's a lot of insight, a lot of inspiring thought for people to digest today. So, I mean, I really feel that my listeners should definitely get a little awoken uh, from this experience today. Uh, but because of your message and what you stand for, I know you're gonna have a great way to close the show out. I asked my guest co-hosts to bring the show to an end. Some final words is the way I said it for years, but nowadays I'm actually calling it more of like a maybe an all encompassing legacy message. Like, why are you doing all of this? You've already hinted that you do it for you as well, but what is, what is the way you kind of want to sum it all up and you want to close up the show today? Yeah. I mean, for me, what, what gets me out of bed and what makes me do this is for some reason, I just have the drive to, to heighten the level of consciousness for business owners. I think every single person that I've been able to coach hundreds in the last couple of years, every single challenge, that they're stuck on comes down to ego and it comes down to a lack of uh, awareness and heightening your level of consciousness is, is the doorway for you having not only your next level of success, but deeper levels of peace. And so that's really my mission. That's why I, I named the podcast awaken your business is because your business becomes a way your, your, 
the results are just expansive once you become awake and once you start heightening your own level of consciousness. And, and I go through some episodes on how to, how to do that, but that focus on shifting your level of consciousness and, and heightening your level of contribution that you want to make to the world is something that I think will help a lot of online business owners have just a huge level of success as a byproduct of who they are and who they, who they really are deep down. I like it. Great words. I appreciate that. And my audience hopefully appreciates it too, but I'll be a little selfish to say, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> listen, hang tight. I'll give you a proper goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, Tyson Sharp from Australia, rocking the mic, latest new guest co-host for you all. For newer listeners and followers, again, we're here to fuel your health, your business, and your lifestyle. Tyson helped us do it today. So I hope you have plenty of notes to take away. And if not, go back and listen again because you are missing some powerful nuggets of knowledge. And again, we stream this video to YouTube and to Facebook, so feel free to watch it there. But again, ladies and gentlemen, I remind you all at the end of every show, you too can live the fuel. So take that to heart, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com. We'll be right back.